Welcome to Just Dads Reading Books, a podcast about getting to know your kids based on what they read. This is produced by Matt Martins and EJ Sanders. Music by Russian Baths. morning show i think like across the board just dad's reading books is a morning show and hi welcome i'm here with my friend ej <laughs> i'm here with my friend Matt. i wasn't certain <laughs> if the we show had started <laughs> i like so most of the time i i get like a hello good uh-huh. morning ej sure. how are you but no. in this case it was more of like a metatextual yeah uh, like, uh, kind of like we are not in the show yet. We started in media res, uh, is what ah, happened with this episode. Okay. This one is in the morning <laughs> and it's in media res. Uh, okay, yeah. today we're talking more about Avatar. It's graphic novel stuff, Avatar time. We read the third one titled The Rift, and I'll get out ahead of it. This was my least favorite one. Still liked it, still good, but still good. the first two were like, doing work you know what i mean oh, <laughs> like yeah. they were they Heavy were lifting. putting on a show and yeah. this one felt like uh an episode of avatar which hey guess what right that's pretty good <laughs> yep. generally speaking uh it just didn't feel like this you know the, i feel like the first two graphic novels were like proving something and this one almost just feels like hey actually we've we've found like a level of comfortability with just this being like the new format for avatar so let's just tell some more stories here rather than it feeling like it needed to be some of like the biggest most important stories being told right yeah it feels like they yeah i don't know i don't really know how to describe this we we had talked about it last time how you know where this kind of fell in terms of publication date yes uh, in the run of Cora right, right right and we kind of I think went into it with the expectation that it would be more more on the nose yeah. potentially yeah. about the setup of of Cora and it kind of isn't it's still kind of this abstract like look at all of the nations working together right. you know right um like the, this new world is sort of forming where everybody you know there's not so much isolationism anymore yes um people are trying to work together you know all the different types of benders are coming together to work and, right and live in a place and uh this kind of goes back to the Dao stuff uh, that we talked about in the first book where mm-hmm. it's like fire nation and earth nation actually live in harmony. If yeah. you like on a long enough timeline, it's like totally fine. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it's just the, the globalization is happening, right? The, yeah. uh, the woke globalists <laughs> are of the uh, avatar universe. the avatar universe. <laughs> yeah. But there's the holdouts, right? And I would say this one more than the uh, previous two books is a little bit about the holdouts of the old world as well. Um, but more more specifically too, you know, we had the the first book is kind of an avatar is kind of an Aang story, I should say. The second one is very much a Zuko story. And this one sort of build itself as a toff, a toff. I, I always I don't toff. know why I have a I don't know why I do <laughs> that. I just, Topher I Grace see, story. Yeah, Topher <laughs> Grace story. No. This one is builds itself as more of a toff story. Uh and I don't know that it necessarily ends up being like much of a tough story as, as much as I expected it to be compared to the last one, right? Where it's like, oh man, this is Zuko from cover to cover. Like this, this is a big deal Zuko story. Uh, this one just sort of like had Toph as a pretty featured character. 
Yeah, which is nice to yeah. be to be fair. Uh, Toph is one of my favorite characters sure. in Avatar. Probably in my top three favorite characters mm-hmm. in all of Avatar. Uh, that includes all the series, all the books, everything. Yeah. Um, Toph is present in this one, and you get a little bit more of her backstory. It's not like we didn't know her backstory. That's the I mean, thing. Is hers this, is pretty simple. Yeah, this this one, if anything, it reveals a little bit more of just like what happened after she left. You know, in, in, in the mm-hmm. course of the show, she is of this rich family and she basically escapes to go on the Avatar quest. And this right. gives a little bit of detail of like what happened to her parents. And uh, not good. <laughs> not good D- what happened to her family. Divorce is real. Divorce is real. Her dad was uh, <laughs> did not handle things well and, and uh, they split up. But beyond that, yeah, it just doesn't feel like it like elaborates on things we care about as much as the Zuko mm. stuff does. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's just not as much to Toph stuff. I think the most important Toph stuff is mm-hmm. like, where is metal bending going to go? That's like the most interesting storyline oh, yeah. going on in all of this is like, you know, the development of metal bending from this part of the story to where we know it ends up in Korra. Uh, I think we do get a, a decent, an okay amount of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, obviously, right? Because, uh, I mean, that's what these graphic novels have been about from the Toph, yeah. Toph point of view. Right. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I think the most interesting part of these of this set of books is actually... Uh, Yang Chen uh, makes an yeah, appearance. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's very. Yo, that was a up, kind of a welcome Yang surprise. Chen. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really cool because you know these came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. The Yang Chen novels weren't written until 2022. Exactly. Right. So yeah, this we're was talking... actually the first glimpse of Yang Chen, and right. our books were like, "Let's return to we've the, right. the character we've only seen glimpses of." It's true. R- right, and we actually get a pretty decent chunk of yeah. of yang chin in this one about right. kind of this of the yang chin day or whatever it's called mm-hmm. the yang chin holiday um that exists and yeah. the yang chin's festival is what That's it's right. called and um you know it's this nebulous holiday that ang doesn't know anything about because mm-hmm. he was 10 or 12 whenever you know he left home right. you know he escaped his home or ran away from home is what he did and uh you know he didn't celebrate it uh, all that often he right. just knew it was a tradition and he doesn't really know what it is but he tries to he does this a lot in the show too where he just he tries to preserve a lot of mm-hmm. you know air nomad history without actually being that great of a student of right. air nomad history yeah, right i mean right? he was 12 like that, he, he's not capable right. of passing right. on these traditions realistically right yeah he, he's not not and, and not just that like like i said he wasn't I mean, even when he could have been, mm-hmm. he didn't like. He wasn't a good student, no, right. guys. Like he was a show off. Like he was a, a big, he yeah, was a exactly. he was a big personality more than anything exactly. else. Exactly. Yeah. He's a nice kid. He has a you know he had a really uh, you know Monk Kiatsu and all of them. Like he he had people who he hung out with, and they liked him a lot. Obviously, yeah. he's charismatic. Um, but yeah, it's a lot more of this where it's like, hey, air acolytes, which is fun. They're in it. Um, yeah, yeah. Some of my favorite characters, uh, again, are these little side characters, always yeah. coming in threes. Right? There's always three yeah, of them. Yeah, it's true. And, and the air I like how there was a moment. There was a moment where where Toph's three little children and Aang's yep. three little children <laughs> sort of had a standoff, and it's like, oh, where the, and there's three, and there's you. That's 
Interesting. Weird. We're kind of just like the same thing. (laughs) What a weird dynamic we have here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My favorite one is this little bald kid named Jingbo. He's great. Uh, He's He's got a backpack and everything is in it. Everything (laughs) that you could ever need is in his backpack. Uh, All medical supplies. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. He's got a, he's got like a, a, what is that thing called? Like a bag of, a bag of many things. Oh yeah. Yeah. The duck of many things. Uh, So, um, this one, though, to get into what it's, like, actually about, um, th- I guess here's the other issue I have with this one is the sort of top line things that this one chooses to, like, cover from a, from a like, you know, uh, what, what, what messages are we sending? It feels like the same territory that the first two uh, were sort of treading on, um, which is to mm-hmm. say uh, there's, there's still stuff in this one where avatars are, like, holding on to traditions and at what point do traditions kind of only hold you back right which i felt like we had some of that in the first two books that that same feeling of is it better to live in the modern now and 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 change the present or is it better to hold on to some sort of vestige of the past um and this one doesn't feel like it adds a whole lot to that conversation from what the first two books were doing i think the thing that it was going to add this was the most disappointing part of this was the thing that it was going to add i love this tension right at the Mm -hmm. end of ang has to reckon with the fact that he has caused a rift between the spirit world and the human world Mm -hmm. and this this Big spirit, this iron spirit is uh, General Old Iron is yeah. his name. Appears and Ang kills him. Right. <laughs> like, spoiler <laughs> right. alert. It's not a good Aang ending to this one. Which straight kills this. Yeah, dude. yeah. And it feels very Korra in that respect, right? Like Korra oh, does some yeah. like, things that can't be undone <laughs> that aren't yes. all good with with spirit world. Uh, right. Uh, and, and, and this is this is definitely like a build up to that kind of energy. And General Old Iron tells him. You know, you were supposed to be the balancing act mm-hmm. between the worlds, but you're still a human yep. and you're always going to side with humans. Right. And I kind of and I just kind of wish that this 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 graphic novel hung on that actually. Mm-hmm. Actually hung on the weight of what happened there. Yeah. Because what ends up happening is Aang gets bailed out of here at mm-hmm. the end of this mm-hmm. by T and I. Tiana is the uh, is the lady spirit uh, that General Old Iron was sworn to protect, right? And she died in a mortal life that she chose to live. Yeah. General Old Iron didn't know that because he had left her at some point. All of this is in the books; you should read them. Um, <laughs> but it should be just noted that at the end, like Tiana kind of bails him out. She's yeah. like, "Yeah, but humans represent growth," and like offers this other perspective mm-hmm. from a spirit. And I'm kind of like, I'm kind of from the perspective of like, that's a, that feels like a deus ex machina yeah, yeah. to me. It's a you know out. what I'm saying? It's a little bit of a cop out. It's a bit of, it's, it was a lot of a cop out. Yeah. I thought, cause it really, cause that right there, that, that mention of, of general old irons feelings towards the avatar mm-hmm. and, and Aang eventually just having to kill him to stop him from raging against right. the world, right. you know, raging against the firstborn of Egypt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, he's, he's. He's got to, uh, he's got to, you know, he, he's, he, he kills this guy. I just feel like it sets up great. And you know what season of Korra 
would have benefited great from this stopping mm -hmm. season two. Yeah, for sure. Season two of Korra would have benefited super greatly for this from, story to be in your for this like, story mind. to have basically ended yeah. before T and uh, like without T and I coming back yeah. essentially. Right. And Aang and the rest of them having to be like, all right, well, I don't know what kind of repercussions this right. has caused, <laughs> and we know that those repercussions On actually happen in season two of Korra. Exactly. That's. That would have gotten me like jazzed again mm -hmm. to go watch that season, even though that's, I mean, uh, by our account, uh, the worst season right. of the Avatar. But it adds a new dynamic to it, right? Like I, I am now dynamic. more interested right. in that season because of this, and I, I hope more of these graphic novels get into this, and I just don't know mm -hmm. if it will because it is. It's such a last like. It's like the last ten pages. We sort of like not throw this like curveball. Yeah. yeah, we we throw this curveball in, and we're like, yeah, that that's an interesting dynamic. Anyways, moving on. We'll see if that yeah. ever comes up again. And it and it feels like, yeah, we absolutely could have lingered more in what that stuff means. And you could, I I feel like it could have been a bit more attached to, uh, to like what Aang is trying to do with these air nomad traditions. And and like you say, he doesn't know them and. Uh, it, yeah. from general old irons perspective people don't know the spirit realm they don't know what they're doing um and so ang you know part of what general old iron is saying is you're gonna side with the humans because that's the perspective you, you don't live in the spirit realm you're not here like you right. you would obviously only side with the perspective that you have uh and it didn't feel like there was really a marriage of those concepts uh necessarily beyond just the fact of like, I mean, it kind of just feels like Aang gets everything he wants. Like, he gets to c carry on doing... He, he he kind of modifies the festival, right? But really, it's still just Yang Chen's festival, just, like, with a different title on it. But it's sort of the same exact mm -hmm. idea rather than some sort of proper modification of what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be, like, a spirit-celebrating day um, as opposed to a celebrating Yang Chen day. That's sort of what the what happened to uh, what what this thing was supposed to be. The pact was supposed to be, you know, Yang Chen made this deal with these spirits to to honor them in Preserve, the space. Yeah. And then it turned into people preserving and honoring Yang Chen herself and forgetting the meaning of the thing. But it to, to just have Aang at the end say, we're calling it a spirit holiday now, doesn't feel like what we were after. It doesn't feel like what, what General Old Iron would have wanted, right? General Old Iron's dead, man. Like, yeah. that's kind of, like, I it's mean... It's tragic. That's, it is a tragic it's, tale it's in sad. this one. Yeah. It's so sad. And I feel, like, I feel bad, um, mm -hmm. you know, for him because it's... At the same time, you know, like, spirits do have this um, godlike quality right. to them, right? Right. That's... This is where the spirit world and... And the human world, this is where it's important to make a distinction where General, General Old Iron is wrong. Mm -hmm. General Old Iron is wrong about one thing, and it's that the Avatar is, you know, always going to side with the humans right. and that he, you know, in all this. When in reality, spirits are basically immoral. Yeah. Right, they're basically immortal. It's a very like um, Roman god kind of relationship where they they just right. come into so, our world every once in a while and like muck things up, and we're just supposed to deal with it. <laughs> right, that's and that's why I'm like, so that's where it's like, okay, General Old Iron, like you're kind of right that he's going to take their side, but it's because these people are mortal. This yeah. is their life. Right, like this is all they really have. Right, um, you know, beyond this, you know, who knows? But like, 
this is kind of it for humans. They yeah. have a mortality. You've been around for Infinity. how <laughs> God knows how long. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. So so where that's where General Old Iron, Old Iron is wrong. Like mm-hmm. General Old Iron's about to I mean, I'm not kidding. He's like about to go kill everybody. Right. Yeah, his his <laughs> it, mission is I have to remove the world of humans because they'll, exactly. they'll only destroy so, the spirit world and it's like, well, that that's sort of the same problem then, isn't it? Right. <laughs> right. So it's so on on that note, right? It's like spirits have this uh arrogance about them. Yeah. Um, a lot of times they're super, they, but they're super arrogant personalities, yeah. almost right. all of them. Right. Um, and you know, that's where the balance has to come from mm-hmm. the avatar, right? right? The avatar has to try his best to reason with, with things that don't understand mortality. Right. Really. We saw this in the last one, right? The, the last story was also this big, massive spirit yeah. coming through. And it was just like, appease me. And Avatar kind of being like, well, okay, but we're just people here. Like, we're just trying to do our things. And the Spirit's face, like, I don't dude. care. I my face I'll back. see you in a hundred years or whatever. Like, it, it, yeah, it's, it's I do this once reckon. a year yeah. for one person. Right. Um, uh, these are my principles. <laughs> I'm unyielding in my morals. Uh, the other element of all of this that kind of, I think, does bring a, a, a nice balance to like what the story is trying to convey is this is also a fracking story yeah this is what you texted me last <laughs> night you're like uh this one's about fracking um we we get it we we find a refinery basically and yeah. uh you know they're they're like mining these crystals or whatever i mm-hmm. don't know but underneath that we find out they're mining just straight up iron, iron. um so not quite fracking but like what ends not up happening really, is they're underground and it's causing these horrible earthquakes and it's ruining all of the drinking water the and it's part. like it's the fracking <laughs> yeah. part um yeah and that part too felt like it was there, but it wasn't, it like didn't add to the overall story. It didn't feel like any of the characters had to properly grapple with this progress versus environmentalism take. Mm-hmm. Um, because especially like, I, I think knowing about Korra at this point is where this book gets the most disservice because we see this story of like refineries and we're working on this stuff and, and we're getting people to be able to work on these things and technology is making people better, but we see the cost, right? Like we see that it's like this actually horrible thing and there's like practically slave labor going on and it's destroying the environment of this area. And then you think about like, and then later there's a whole city that's built off of that foundation. (laughs) Like this doesn't stop. This keeps going. It's, pretty dark but it doesn't feel like the graphic novel actually addresses it as that it's just sort of like at the end we're like ah yeah we didn't we we stopped it from happening it's like well you definitely didn't though (laughs) because we know that the city gets built eventually it is funny to us right because the capitalists in these stories yeah are always like i mean i know it's a literal cartoon but they are cartoon characters yeah they're ridiculous like they yeah. are the, the one guy in this one that's absurd. just like haha i want money because i love money and it's like okay <laughs> that's not how boy. they talk <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's just it is like very you know it's 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 a bit of a <laughs> yeah it's a stretch it's, it's too on the nose it's, it's, yeah right and so it's just like yeah they're evil right they're mm-hmm. doing he's doing an evil thing um, 
he, you know, even when he's like at the end when he's holding on to the mask, General yeah. Old Iron's mask, right. and like he they finally save him. You know, Katara right. saves him, and he's sliding down that tunnel. There's like a shot of him going down that tunnel with his arms crossed, yeah, he's like he's mad. still upset. He's just a little big baby. You know? Yeah, exactly. Compare this to the capitalists in the Yang Chen novels, right? Right. It felt like FCE was doing work in that book, where it's, and maybe it's like addressing these kinds of storylines that avatar is told he's like hey listen it's it's not it's not so simple to just paint them as little money grubbers it's like there's a whole ecosystem mm-hmm. that supports them and let's explore that and those yang chen novels are like all about what is yeah. what is the value of moneyed interests <laughs> in society right it's it's a fascinating look and and yeah i mean i just definitely prefer that part of it i think that's how this whole graphic novel comes off is it's telling an avatar story but it's not mm-hmm. hitting almost any of the highs that the Avatar like world is capable of hitting. Yeah, it has the uh, it has the makings of a connector episode for sure. Yes. Just kind of one of those where you know it's not necessarily memorable. Um, you know, if this were an episode of the show, but you would if somebody were to bring it up, you would be like, oh yeah, that yeah. you know that's part of this universe, right? right? But it doesn't feel um, like an essential reading, right? If if no, people were wanting to like really get a bunch of Avatar in their brains, I would tell them to read the first two graphic novels. I would tell them to watch season two and then not do anything else. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just watch that and you're good. You understand good. the primary hooks of the series. But yeah, you yeah. absolutely like you could skip this one, and I don't think you know anything major would be lost. But in the same way that. Uh, I, we're going to make some space to EJ and I have both now watched the beginning of the, the TV show, the live action TV show. I said, I should say mm-hmm. um, there, I do find value in filler episodes like this, which is something we're going to lack in the oh, Netflix we're lacking show. It. <laughs> so let's, let's get into that then. Cause I, yeah. I, I love the filler stuff because it at least just gives us time to chill with the characters. And that's what this graphic novel is at the very least good at. We get to meet some of these tertiary characters like Jingbo and the other Avatar acolytes. Mm-hmm. We, we do a lot of hanging out, actually. And I've, if there's any value to it, that's what I found valuable in this book is it's like it's actually kind of a chill ride. It, there's there's less yeah. impact and there's less on the at, at stake. But it means we get to just kind of experience a nice little adventure. Uh, the live action show is like, what, eight episodes? And... It's going to be <laughs> all killer, no filler. Like, I watched yeah. the first episode, and uh, my review so far is, yeah, that's about what I expected. May, may, maybe a little bit better than I expected. I went into this not wanting this, is what I should say off the top. I don't okay. care about a live-action remake of this. I don't like mm-hmm. live-action remakes of this kind of stuff. And especially True. in the Avatar world, it's like, you're talking about people who shoot fire out of their hands and and like ride around on waves of air and and lift water out of like it's a CGI nightmare and I don't like that stuff pretty much at all. Like I kind of hate yeah. all of the CGI look stuff. I I want movies with practical effects. I I think yeah. the show is very dedicated to giving a look that feels like the show, the the cartoon, the anime mm-hmm. and I mean, how many times have we seen a live-action anime remake that does that well? Uh, kind of never, because... Almost never. Uh, the point of the anime look is that it gets to be bombastic and bigger, and I think to make something live-action, you have to steep it in more realism, and that was what kept mm-hmm. coming to mind, at least in the first episode, is like, 
they're choosing to not do realism and because it's live action it just looks like it just uh, this is one of those mm-hmm. things where in five years we'll look back at it and be like oh that's pretty bad cgi huh let's that doesn't look so great because i maybe, already feel like maybe. it doesn't look so I, great you across know, the board yeah so what, what matt's trying to say too i, I want to go back to one of your points which is you know we're not going to be getting a lot of the filler yeah. um this is an eight episode one hour episode right See, you know season of this show i'm imagining they're gonna do all three seasons of the last airbender and that'll be it right i mean i can't imagine a legend of Korra show no my friend right that'd be <laughs> yeah, absolutely that'd be bold. not i mean if anything if this is super successful somehow like it, i would hope they just go on to some other storyline after this so, like just do a new thing but i don't so, they also they don't have brian kaneska and michael Martino. like they're not they're not actually attached to it anymore so uh, that's the other are, but not really. no but the storyline is they no, the were story, a part of it yeah. and then they bounced and the second right. they bounced i bounced that's what happened yeah. with my interest level in this show <laughs> it's true it's true i here here's here's one of the things about it that i do like um the thing that i'm gonna love is visiting these locations totally. in this show yeah they are they do look really nice mm-hmm. like those those i like the i like the the sort of landscape stuff yeah, it kind of sure. gives you a feel of you know of being a part of that world so that that stuff i'm really enjoying right now um other things i'm really enjoying uh first off listen most of these folks are kids yeah. right like kid actors most of these teens mostly mostly <laughs> kids they do a pretty good job they don't yeah. do a great job but they do a pretty good job and i'll tell you where they get a lot of help though they in this the first episode it's basically all the kid actors and they mm-hmm. basically have to all play off each other if you yeah. remember the early episodes of avatar it's zuko yep. uh Sokka, katara and ang for like three episodes yeah. of the show and it's well, just the, as rough to be clear I it don't love the first few is, episodes of Avatar. Yeah. No, I don't think a lot of people do. They're pretty, they're not, you know, it's not a stellar entry into the series. Yep. Like you have to kind of hang around for a while to really start to love uh, even the anime, I, right. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> they, they get a ton of help in episode two, man. And oh, it's, yeah. it's wild. I mean, the supporting cast mm-hmm. is a little bit more mature, mm-hmm. right? It's one of mm-hmm. those things where it's like you start to get better actors in yeah. there and they start to make the kids look a lot better. Yeah. Like they they it's so it's it's interesting. The second episode is uh is about the Kiyoshi Warriors and stuff. Oh it, wow. Oh buddy, it it kind of rips actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you get to meet Suki for the first time and that that actress is awesome. Cool. Like, yeah. Really, yeah, I mean, really honestly, because in that first episode, the only character that's older, uh, I mean, you, you, you have uh, Gyatso, yeah. which which and is Gyatso, great. Yeah. He's, he's doing a great job he's in, awesome. in the flashback stuff. Yeah. Iroh, I was disappointed in, but also yeah. you have to remember where Iroh's at in the first season, too. Like, it's Iroh true. also doesn't actually get super, like, he's he's kind he's, of just like a, a clown in the first yeah. season. Like, he's just he like, is. do you want tea? Okay, blah, blah, blah. Like, I... I I had that same emotion of just like okay what is it like this feels so kids show and I think the reason it's it felt extra apparent to me is at least the Avatar cartoon is obviously a kids show because it's right. on Nickelodeon and it's a cartoon and so it's so much easier to look past those blemishes because it's like yeah right. it's a it's a kids show give me a break and this one 
is really trying to toe a line. This show yeah, wants to be is... Game of Thrones for the whole family because it's still a kid's show. And then within the first five minutes, they immolate a person alive. <laughs> they burn him to a crisp and his dead yeah, corpse dies. falls on the ground. Falls and yeah. I'm not going to complain too much about that because that's some big Avatar book energy, right? Like there is yeah, gruesome stuff oh, yeah. in the books. Like we, we oh, are aware dude, now yeah, go that read Avatar, Kiyoshi, Avatar, <laughs> the Avatar world is capable of gruesome oh, violence. Um, <laughs> it is. But because it still is trying to linger onto this like goofy romp kids show energy it feels really jarring at first totally and i wonder is. i want to see how the next seven episodes the, deal with that listen the tone of the first episode is 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 wildly off-putting yeah. it is wild really serious like really tragic it's so really, serious it's telling like the most tragic part of the story right it's it's detailing Absolutely. the hundred years war it's detailing Absolutely. Avatar or Aang leaving mm -hmm. his whole family, getting trapped in yeah. ice, and then learning he is a century later. Everyone he's ever known not only died of of just it being a hundred years, but mostly everybody he knows was murdered uh, right. due to a huge war. Right. So yeah, hugely tragic episode. Uh, if there's anything that the cartoon does better is it starts their kids show without actually addressing that stuff yet, right? Yeah. It, it decides that will be stuff we fill in as the show goes. Whereas right. this live action show is like, <laughs> let's give you the meat <laughs> right this at the it. beginning. This and it's like, what wow, happens. this is horribly yeah. tragic then. This is a yeah. sad story. Yeah. And, you know, same thing happens where Aang kind of wakes up. They eventually return to the Southern Air Temple with, on Appa. Appa's mm -hmm. here. Appa's, you know, around. He looks uh, weird. <laughs> he looks weird. He's big and, you know, he's, he's, his fur's nasty looking. Like, <laughs> he's just, he's just a big old boy uh, hanging out. Also, did you notice Appa's, like, there, there's a couple of things I wish they just like. Do we not have a sound of Appa growling like right. from the show? Like, yeah, are yeah. we just, just not the same sound reuse, effects? Why just not reuse that asset? Right. Because this sounds like a person going moo, <laughs> like just a person, like just a like they didn't even like do anything to this person's voice. It's just some you gotta dude get mooing. Alan Tudyk in there. Come on, where's, <laughs> exactly. where's Alan Tudyk? At least he'll at least he'll like you know put some effort into it. But right now they just got some dude going moo. Moo. <laughs> wow, that's You're funny. Like, all right, yeah. dude. Um, there's been a lot of complaints online too that I don't care about and I don't care to even get into about Sokka and like some things that are going to be differences uh, in the character to Sokka. I don't care about any of that. Stop. I did yeah. want to say there is some writing with Sokka that feels like they are, they didn't know what to do with him in episode one because Sokka is two. allowed to be funny. And in this first yeah. episode, they just forget that. Yeah. He, he gets one funny part, which is when right. he gets on Appa on and the, he's just screaming. Yeah. And it, that's great. That was a good joke. I'm into this it. This is good. But it... it I'm just missing the, the good humor that this series is he, capable of. Uh so he gets know. he gets a he gets a really good part in episode two. Great. Um, where he tries to talk to Suki for the first time. And that's that's, that's stuff some is, good Sokka stuff. It's All right. some good Sokka stuff. Sokka. Uh, I was worried because I'm with you where it's like Sokka in that first episode. I'm like, dude, this guy's supposed to be like not like he wants to be serious, but he's not t taken seriously. Right. right? Because right. of the way that he 
his mannerisms and the way he acts, mm -hmm. but it kind of ran into the movie problem, uh, which, you know, there was a, there was a I movie. I need to go folks. back and watch that. I've never seen <laughs> it. And I know good. it's bad, but I just, it. at this point now, I'll probably you, finish the show first and then go watch the movie just to like the, have that in my yeah, brain. The, the movie, I mean, obviously the problem with the movie, right, is that it's a a movie trying to cover. Yeah, yeah it's it moves way too fast. The fire bending's weird. Like they actually have to have fire present to bend it mm -hmm. in the movie, um, which oh, is so not they just change true. rules. Okay, yeah, gotcha. yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 weird. It's just really weird. The bending's really bad. It's 2010 CGI. You think 2024 right. CGI is bad? <laughs> <laughs> it's not super great. Yeah. Um, anyways, all this is to say is that Sokka, yes, I think he was the person I had the biggest problem with in the first episode. And I can understand why people complain about that. It's just because it's just because the tone of the show doesn't really know what it wants yet. Yes. You know, right. it's and the second episode, I'll say this since I've, since I'm two episodes in, I found myself grinning like a, like a goober. That's great. Like I know this, okay. like, cause yeah. you have to accept it for being com something completely different. For sure. I, and I'm okay with that. Like I I'm okay too. with it yeah. just being like its own little thing where it's like, Oh, this exists. Like it will never be for right. me. It won't ever be Canon. Right. It won't ever be like, the new, None of this it's not stuff. taking, it's not dethroning right. the cartoon and becoming right. the way people say you should watch Avatar. Exactly. That was never going to happen. Like, that was never going to happen for the show. And guess what? It's not like if you just kind of take it for what it is, that they finally nail the tone. I'll just say this. They nail the tone in the second episode. Okay, cool. The, the, the show is goofy uh, a little bit, but it, and it keeps some of the self-serious elements. Yes, which is whatever, but the, it 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 just does a good enough job of just offsetting it just a little bit, yeah. and the goofiness is like these like really awkward pauses and stuff. I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. I'm excited to watch the rest of it. Yeah. You should get excited if you're listening to this show uh, to watch the rest of it, and you should get excited to go read these graphic novels. Mm -hmm. This kind of draws a close. Little bit to what we originally planned for the Avatar graphic novels, yep. Matt. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see if we continue doing it or if we hop around, uh, try something else out. I think we're in a, a kind of an open territory uh, of of exactly where we want to go next. I mean, I'll say this: I bring it up on every single show, and maybe people are sick of hearing it. I am now in the throes of big, <laughs> like big move energy, and I'm I like we we haven't done an Akata Warrior episode yet because. Haven't fit, still haven't finished it. Uh, That's tough. So I have no. I, I don't know what's gonna follow in the next weeks. I, I don't know if we'll if we'll need an emergency hiatus. This is me saying this to EJ for the first mm -hmm. like, oh, just yeah, for a yeah. moment. But I I don't know. Uh, so just hang with us for the next few weeks. But what's cool is once I'm in Minnesota, I'll have a commute to work every day, which means now I'll have like forty minutes of listening time every single day for sure. So Matt's going to start tearing through books. This it's show's going to suddenly become me, real it's, easy to do. It's going to be easy for Matt and harder for EJ. Hard because for EJ to Matt, keep up. Matt, Matt gets a commute to work, okay? I do not. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, my commute to work is roll out of bed and walk to desk. So uh, hopefully we can continue this uh, great energy into 2025. For sure. I think we I'm can. already looking 10 months ahead. Yeah.